0: lesson is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, verses 14 through 18. Cursed be the day on which I was born, the day when my mother bore me, let it not be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, saying, A child is born to you, a son, making him very glad. Let that man be like the cities that the Lord overthrew without pity. Let him hear a cry in the morning and an alarm at noon, because he did not kill me in the womb, so my mother would have been my grave and her womb forever pregnant. Why did I come forth from the womb to see the toil and sorrow and spend my days in shame? The Word of God for the people of God. Be
1: to God. Well, we went to the movies again this week. This week on Tuesday night, a whole bunch of Court Streeters got together and we went out to see a movie called A Man Called Otto. A lot of Court Streeters were very excited about this movie. A Man Called Otto is based on a best-selling book. Many of the members of our Sunday morning water cooler class had read the book and they lobbied hard to have this movie included in our series. I hadn't read the book. I didn't really know very much about the movie when we went out to the theater on Tuesday night. All I really knew was that this movie stars Tom Hanks as a grumpy old man. Uh, that, was, that was it. That was the extent of my knowledge about this movie. Um, and that's exactly what we got in about the first 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, we, meet, uh, we meet Tom Hanks' character, Otto, and we discover very quickly in the movie why exactly Otto is so grumpy. It turns out that Otto has lots of reasons to be grumpy. Otto was raised to believe that the best thing you can be in this life is dependable. Um, And Otto feels like the world is falling to pieces. Otto feels like increasingly people around him are less and less dependable. He feels like increasingly the things of this world are less and less dependable. And it frustrates Otto to no end the way in which everything seems to constantly be falling apart. It frustrates Otto that you go to the store and you buy cheap junk because that's all that there is to buy at the store. And then it breaks as soon as you get it home. And instead of fixing what is broken, people simply throw things away and they go back to the store and replace the broken things with more cheap junk. And Otto can't understand why he can't rely on the people around him to do things that seem entirely too simple. To him, he can't understand why people around him don't seem to be able to follow the simplest of rules, the kind of rules that would make this world a better place and a safer place for everyone. Otto says in the movie, he says, I feel like I am constantly surrounded by idiots, Thank <laughs> and nitwits. And Otto does what he can to keep this world from falling apart. Otto regularly patrols his neighborhood, and he picks up litter, and he fixes broken things, and he encourages people to follow the rules, but it doesn't seem to be helping. People just ignore Otto. They make fun of Otto. They roll their eyes when they see him coming. Everything seems to be falling apart faster than Otto can fix it. And that's why Otto is so, so very grumpy. And as I was watching the movie on Tuesday night, I know that I was supposed to be sitting in the theater thinking, boy, that guy Otto is really uptight. He needs to lighten up a bit. I know that's what I was supposed to be thinking, but as I was sitting there in the theater on Tuesday night, what I was actually thinking as I was watching this movie is, you know, that grumpy old man makes some really good points that that grumpy old man might be onto something i think i think that grumpy old man is right and then i had a sudden epiphany sitting there in the movie theater i suddenly i said oh no i think i'm turning into a grumpy old man I realized that I wasn't going to need to work hard to figure out what to wear uh, on Sunday morning because I already share Otto's wardrobe. Like, I've got the grumpy old man clothes down, Oxford collar, warm winter sweater. That's it. Good. I, I'm, I'm set. I can dress like Otto. In fact, I do most ways. I realized I, I am turning into that grumpy old man. And so I just went with it. About 15 minutes into the movie, I said, you know what? I'm sharing for Otto. I am, I am 100% on Otto's side in this thing. And then the movie took us sudden turn when Otto attempted suicide. 10-15 minutes into the movie, we, we discover that Otto has become weary of this world. He is so tired of being disappointed. He is so tired of being let down. He is so tired of being surrounded by idiots and nitwits. He is so tired of everything constantly falling apart that he has decided that he doesn't want to live in this world anymore. And so he attempts suicide. I was not prepared for how much of this movie was going to revolve around the subject and themes of suicide. Hollywood doesn't go there very often. Ever since Jimmy Stewart starred in It's a Wonderful Life, there have really only been a handful of big, major Hollywood movies that have dealt with the subject of suicide in any serious way. Hollywood doesn't make movies about suicide very often, and we don't talk about suicide very often in the church either. Somehow we have got this idea that that suicide is a taboo subject, that it's off-limits. There is this stigma and this shame that's attached to the subject of suicide. It keeps us from talking about it in an open and an honest way. And that's strange, considering how many of our lives have been and will be touched by suicide at some point. One of the things that I've learned in my my time as a pastor is that on any given Sunday, in any given church, there is likely to be somebody out there in the pews who has attempted suicide at some point in their life. And on any given Sunday, in any given church, there are likely to be several someones out there in the pews who have lost a loved one to suicide. And those people can tell you that the stigma and the shame that we attach to the subject of suicide, it causes real harm. One of the hardest parts of losing a loved one to suicide is the feeling that you can't completely mourn because you can't tell the whole of the story of what happened to the very people who you're relying upon to comfort you and to love you and to carry you through. And one of the hardest parts of Having suicidal thoughts is the feeling that there's so much shame and stigma attached to what you're experiencing that you can't reach out to the very people who would be able to help you. And so people suffer in silence rather than reach out, rather than open up. And it is so very strange that we are so reluctant to talk about suicide, given that the Bible talks about it all the time. It turns out nobody told the authors of the Bible that they weren't allowed to talk about suicide. And so one of the things that we find if we read the Bible carefully, one of the things that we see over and over again is that some of the greatest heroes of the Bible, some of the most important characters and figures in the Bible story have their own auto moment or they have multiple auto moments where they become weary of living in this world where they feel like they just want to lay their life down and leave this world behind. In the book of Genesis, there's a moment when Rebekah, the wife of Isaac, turns to her husband and she says, I am weary of my life. The, The king, Solomon, writes in the book of Ecclesiastes about how there were times when he hated his life and there were times when he felt like everything that he had done in this world was in vain. There was a moment at a particularly low point in his life when the prophet Elijah went out into the wilderness and he lay himself down in the desert and he said, Lord, please just let me die. And there was a moment when the prophet Jonah was so fed up. After all of his adventures with storms at sea and giant fish and the city of the Ninevites, the very last words that Jonah speaks in the book of Jonah are a prayer. The book of Jonah ends with Jonah praying, God, please just take my life. And then there's Jeremiah. As I was watching this movie on Tuesday night, I kept thinking, as I was watching Tom Hanks as Otto, I kept thinking of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet at a very early age. He was really just barely more than a boy when God spoke to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet at a moment when it seemed like everything was falling apart. God's people had turned away from God they had turned away from the ways and the laws of God. They had started worshiping pagan idols. They had even started sacrificing their children to pagan idols. And in this moment, when everything was falling apart, God spoke to Jeremiah, and God said, Jeremiah, I need you to speak to my people. I need you to call them away from their sin. I need you to call them back to me, call them back to my ways, call them back to my laws. And so Jeremiah started preaching the word of God. He started speaking to God's people year year, after a year, decade after decade, Jeremiah worked to call the people away from their idolatry, away from their sin, but it didn't do any good. The people refused to listen. They ignored Jeremiah. They made fun of Jeremiah. They rolled their eyes when they saw him coming. Jeremiah experienced a lifetime of futility, a lifetime of fruitless ministry, and all of that fruitless ministry began to take a toll on Jeremiah. Bible scholars refer to the prophet Jeremiah as the weeping prophet. There's a word in the English language, jeremiad, that literally means a long, angry, ranting speech. People ignored Jeremiah's long, angry, ranting speeches. And they weren't moved by his tears. And eventually, Jeremiah became a grumpy old prophet. And one day, This grumpy old prophet was so fed up that he cried out to God. He said, Cursed be the day that I was born. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father and said, You have a son. It would have been better if I had never been born. Is this what I came into this world for? Did I come into this world just to experience a lifetime of worry and toil? Did I come into this world just to experience a lifetime of shame? So many of the prophets have these auto-moments. So many of the prophets have these moments when they are weary of this world, when they are ready to lay their life down. And it's not just the prophets who have these moments. This is a risk that we take when we sign up to follow Jesus. It's a hazard of doing what we do in this place. It's a risk that we take when we allow Jesus to plant in our hearts the seed of God's kingdom. As soon as we catch hold of that vision of the way that this world could be, as soon as we catch hold of that vision that God gives us of the way that this world was supposed to be, when we catch hold of that vision that God gives us of the world that God dreams, we run the risk of being disappointed and disillusioned and wearied by the way that this world actually is. Those auto moments are a risk that we take when we sign up to follow Jesus, which is why it is so important for us to remove the stigma that comes along with talking about those moments, especially in this place. Now, in the movie, Otto attempts suicide several times. And as the movie progressive, uh, progresses, uh, Otto discovers that even though he's good at many things, it turns out, as Otto says, he says, I'm, I'm just bad at dying. Every time he tries to uh, attempt suicide, something happens, something intervenes, somebody gets in the way, there's a knock at the door and somebody is dropping off food, somebody needs help, something needs fixing and this community of idiots and nitwits who have made Otto so grumpy, they keep giving him reasons to stick around just a little bit longer and then finally there comes a moment when somebody speaks the words that get through to Otto in a way that nothing else has. Finally there comes a moment When somebody who Otto loves, when somebody who he respects says to him, Otto, it's time to start living. Otto, you have got work to do. And that turns out to be exactly what Otto needed to hear. That turns out to be enough motivation for him to remain in this world. What Otto needed to know was that his community needed him. Even though they were idiots and nitwits, he needed to know that his community needed him and that there was somebody who wanted him to go on living, and that he had work to do, and that his purpose in this world had not yet been accomplished. That was enough for Otto. Maybe it'll be enough for you, too. Now, it may be that there is somebody here in worship today, Or maybe there's somebody who's worshiping with us online this morning who has been having one of those auto moments. Maybe you are weary of this world. Maybe you have been having thoughts of suicide. If that's so, here's what I want you to know today. I want you to know that you are not alone and that you don't have to face this alone. You can reach out to your pastor. You can reach out to your church family. You can dial the number 988, the suicide helpline number that's listed in our bulletin this morning and that will appear on the screen a few times this morning for those who are worshiping from home. Dial 988, call your pastor, call the church, and there will be somebody who is there to to talk to you and to listen and to help you face whatever it is you are facing. I want you to know today that you don't have to go through this alone. We are here for you. And I also want you to know today I want you to know that your community needs you. We might be idiots and nitwits, but we need you. You are a unique and unrepeatable miracle of God. There has never been another you, and there never will be another you. And if we lose you, we will be losing something irreplaceable. We will be losing a part of the image of God that has been planted in this world. And we need you. We need what you are. We need what you have to give. We needs you. Your community needs you. And we want you to go on living. And you've still got work to do. Let's pray. God, we pray. We pray for everyone in our church family, for everyone in this community, for everyone in the world today who is having one of those moments. God, we pray that your love would reach them where they are. We pray that our care and comfort and friendship would reach them where they are. We pray that you would help them hang on just a little bit longer, stick around just a few days more, stick around until they hear the thing that gives them a reason, a reason to go on living. God, make us the kind of community where nobody has to suffer in silence and nobody has to walk through the storm alone. In Jesus we pray. Amen.